0: Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. It's August 21st, a new episode, and haven't been around for a while. And, and I hate, hate, hate the thought of talking about more politics and Trump. I find it to be boring, which is probably why I haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. But you can't get away from it. And I think that's sort of the issue that we need to appreciate, is you cannot get away from talking about Trump and the next indictment. There's always another one. I think there's been two since my last podcast and I didn't want to talk about him anymore, but I realized I've been contacted by the media. I've spoken to the media. I've spoken to radio. I've spoken to TV. I've done all sorts of interviews when, you know, people and even old friends in the media have called me and asked me for my thoughts. So how could I not do a podcast at least? on some of the issues, I want to try to talk about some things that perhaps are not uniformly discussed in the media, because in my mind, the media doesn't exactly ever get things right all the time. I mean, sometimes they do, but for the most part, they don't really understand what they're talking about. You know, they'll say anything and then they'll pass it off as fact and you're stuck, the reader, if you don't have any firsthand knowledge, you're just kind of, you know, screwed. So, I felt that I could – I do have some worthwhile opinions, I think, because I've got a lot of experience in the field that Donald Trump finds himself in now, uh, the criminal justice world. So I want to talk about some of these things. The latest newest charges, as opposed to the old new charges, or the, uh, the I guess the old new charges were the ones in D.C. in which he was accused of trying to overturn the 2020 election, and the new new charges are the georgia state rico charges and these cases to me are horrible in the sense that they're going to reveal so much bad behavior by trump to try to keep himself in power it's not like the fraud case in new york which was just trying to cover up the payments to stormy daniels and you know, nobody really cares about that except for the liberals it doesn't really have, there's really no bad reflection on him with regard to the documents in Florida. Yeah, he looks like a petty idiot, but everybody kind of expects him to be a petty idiot. But there was no real victim there that we can have any empathy for or even feel that we've been victimized. The case in DC and the case in Georgia, on the other hand, man, it's, they're bad because they, it, it's almost treason. What he did by trying to overcome an election that he lost by any means necessary. And it wasn't just by challenging the results. He was doing, you know, pretty bad, evil things that any objective observer knows, you know, that's what happened. But I don't want to discuss the evidence yet because I don't believe it's truly relevant right now for the country. There are other issues that come up first and follow me on this one. I think that the mere existence of four criminal trials for Trump as he's running for president, as he's the presumptive Republican nominee, that's really the major issue. The fact that these cases even exist, forget whether he's guilty or innocent. But the first question I have is how can he run for office when he's got these four criminal trials uh, coming up. And he's also got multiple civil fraud trials. He's got a defamation trial in January. He's got a a a deposition in a $500 million defamation case that he brought against his former attorney, Michael Cohen. Like, he doesn't have enough problems, Trump. He needs to start bringing litigation as well and and get deposed. I guess the next question then is, how is this even allowed uh, in this country? Even if it's legally fair to charge him criminally, is this the right thing to do for our country? Those are the thoughts that I've had about this. And the first thing I want to discuss is the timing first of all these cases. Why were all these cases brought now? Why not in 2021? And the only case realistically that should have been brought as soon as Trump left office is the New York State case the one in which he's alleged to have falsified business records in 2016 this is before his first election and now we're on the third and that was obviously as i mentioned before in connection with the payoff to his porn star uh, girlfriend stormy daniels and i'm just like sitting here as i'm thinking about this how funny that we've reached a point in american history where an american president and a porn star are in the same sentence and no one even blinks an eye and that's what it's really become to. But that that case, all the evidence has been around for years about what he did uh, with the payment. And Michael Cohn has been cooperating against Trump for years. And Alvin Bragg, the New York DA, waited until 2023 to bring the case, making it obvious uh, that the weakest of all the criminal cases against Trump, that case, it's not only that, but it's also the one which really alleges no harm to anyone else, It can't really be credibly argued that the case isn't just a political hit job by a hack woke DA. And, you know, that makes sense. This is a case that should have been brought. It wasn't brought earlier. And we know why. It's because it was brought by a hack leftist woke DA. The other three criminal cases, however, all deal with conduct which occurred either after Trump was voted out of office in November of 2020 or after he was no longer president after, I guess, January 21st or so, 2021. It takes a long time to investigate these cases. Subpoenas have to go out. Witnesses need to be found and interviewed. It could take years. I mean, there's a statute of limitations of five years to bring cases like this. These cases took about two years. So I can't say that they were brought late. The cases, they just, they weren't. They were brought, as I said, within the five-year statute of limitations. And speaking of the statute of limitations, the Florida document case, the D.C. election case, the Georgia State RICO case, they all could have been brought after the 2024 election because the conduct occurred in, in those three cases, like into 2021. Those cases could have been brought into 2026. So there would have been less interference with the 2024 election, which I think is important. That's what i you know, mean is how can this even happen? Guys running for president, and you're, you know, brought four criminal cases against them. But the counter argument, obviously, is that if he wins the 2024 election, if you wait to bring these other three cases until after the election, so as not to interfere, let's say Trump wins in 24, he then can pardon himself or call the DOJ off and not let them pursue the cases, or at least two of them. Uh, He can't do that with the Georgia case, obviously. So in the minds of the prosecutors, the cases needed to be brought now. And I I can't disagree with their reasoning. I don't agree with bringing the cases, but if you're going to bring them, I understand why you need to bring them now. In my mind, while Trump is 100% responsible for all the criminal actions which spawned uh, these cases— Do we really want to bring criminal charges against the main opponent of an incumbent president with the election just a year or so away? It smells like we're taking out the opposition, that we're not letting the country have its say with a vote. You know, this is the kind of thing that they do in Venezuela or in some third world terrorist shithole like Palestine. That's what they do there. It's not what we do in America. Of course, Donald Trump had to be Donald Trump, which means he had to break the law any chance he could. And, you know, don't tell me that all of his actions weren't criminal because you're just lying or you don't know what you're talking about. Many, if not most, of his actions were criminal. It doesn't mean you have to prosecute them. They have a a thing such as prosecutorial discretion. And you have that here. Every one of these prosecutors could have refused to bring the charges or at least waited or just not brought them at all. But that's not what happened here. They all brought them. I don't know that it makes sense to have brought them at all. When you've got when you've got various Republicans saying that Trump was committing crimes, it's not a witch hunt. It's just not. But similarly, Trump telling us that he was, you know, and this is this is the type of idiocy we're dealing with. So I, I guess my point is, I don't know that it it makes sense that we're bringing these cases. I think that the prosecutors, even though I think Trump is guilty of, you know, Pretty much, forget the New York case, but the other three cases, he's obviously guilty of crimes. I just don't feel comfortable about bringing charges against the guy who half the country supports and wants to vote for. You know, you know, I understand. You just what if the guy kills somebody? You just don't bring charges. I mean, you have to, I suppose, but it makes me very uncomfortable. And Trump, I thought this was funny. He's telling us the other day that he was going to have a press conference. At his golf club, of course, his press conferences are a golf club. He's such a serious man. And he was going to reveal irrefutable evidence, that's all capitals with Trump, that the Georgia election was rigged in all capital letters again. And by bringing irrefutable evidence that the Georgia election was rigged, well, that would essentially exonerate him from a charge that, in my mind, is treasonous. You know, the guy is trying to upset an election, And not allow the will of the people of America to go through. That's, you know, that's practically treason. So if he's got this irrefutable evidence, he needs to reveal it. Because people are going to think the worst things. You know, this is the kind of thing they put you in front of a firing squad for. But then, of course, he cancels the press conference. And we knew that he was going to cancel it because he doesn't have this irrefutable evidence. We knew that he was full of shit and that he was lying. But then, of course, he claimed that his lawyers told him that that he had to cancel it because they were going to submit this irrefutable evidence, all caps, in legal filings. That's what he said. He said that the report was almost complete also. Almost complete. First of all, he's known about this Georgia criminal investigation for well over a year, and just now they're putting together his defense? It's not complete yet? I mean, what's left? Did he not, like, color in the, the, the cover of the report or, or staple all the copies yet? Was he too busy golfing five days a week for the past two years to work on his defense? I mean, it's a lie that it, it wasn't complete. Of course, whatever defense he has... He should have it by now. As a defense lawyer, you know, when you know something's coming, you prepare for it. Second, Trump never listens to his lawyers. He does what he wants. That's why he keeps making admissions against them, against his legal interests on his social network platform and interviews. He doesn't care what his lawyer thinks. He cares more about making money off of these indictments and pushing his stupid personal agenda. Fifteen minutes after the Georgia indictment came down, he sent out a fundraising email off of it. Somehow that email was ready to go, but a defense to the charges that he, as I said, basically committed treason, that takes a year or two to prepare? I mean, it's just, if you had irrefutable evidence of your innocence against the charge of trying to fix an election and you were the United States president, you wouldn't want that out in the public? You'd wait for it to be included in a public filing by your lawyers months from now. I mean, he says that they're going to put it into legal filings. These legal filings aren't secret. They're public. So what is the difference if you release it now, or if you release it in a legal filing difference is that he's lying. He's just making this up. It's just not true. That's what his lawyers told him, Donald, you can't do this because you're going to kill us. You're going to kill the case. Now, That's why I'd never represent Donald Trump because he does whatever he wants. He doesn't listen to lawyers. And frankly, if you're going to hire me to be your lawyer and then not listen to me, I quit. And any lawyer with any kind of self-respect would quit because you don't want your beautiful piece of art, your masterpiece of defending a maniac like this to get screwed up because the guy couldn't keep his mouth shut. It's just not what lawyers do. We're control freaks. We want to have complete control over our defense because it's our defense. And it can't be polluted. The jury pool can't be polluted by idiotic statements. But it's just, it, just an utter trash lie that that was the reason why he didn't have his irrefutable evidence press conference at his golf club. His civil lawyer, who for some reason is opining about criminal cases, even though she's never tried one. She may be in one someday because she's you know she's an idiot and she's as dumb as all the other lawyers that got indicted. Alina, Helena, Alina, Habubi. And that's what she says. She's constantly saying on TV. She's not providing any of his defenses because there are none. She's saying, wait until you hear our defense to all of the crimes Trump is alleged to have committed. You know, as I said, if he had any defenses, he would have presented them to the American people because the court of public opinion is, is against him. Or he would have at least, you know, had, if he didn't present it, he'd have one of his lawyers present it. You know, even if it's that... Civil lawyer Helena Habubi, who looks like an escort, you know, assuming that she's capable of of reading. And and by the way, I you know I know this is unkind. What I'm going to say, I'm tired. I mean, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm doing this late at night. This uh, this podcast. I'm tired. But how is it that Helena Habibi Habubi? How is it that she seems to get a a boob job every week? They just keep getting bigger. They're nearly climbing out of her dress. She gave a press conference after he got indicted and she's dressing like she went to the club or like she's about to, you know, roll around a a stripper pole. Her boobs look like they're going to jump out of her dress or crawl up out of her dress and choke her to death. And I know that she went to this, you know, pretty pathetic law school named Widener Law School. I think she went to uh, spreading my legs, Widener Law School. Because that seems to be what she looks like. He's going to present evidence of his exoneration at a fucking golf course with a a woman that looks like a hooker helping him out. I mean, such seriousness, such gravitas at a golf course. President of the United States at a golf course. Because, you know, that's where normal people hang out all the time. We hang out at golf courses all the time. I haven't been to a golf course. I can't even remember how long it's been. You know why? Because I'm serious. That's why. I'm not a, you know, just a, a trivial, insignificant, lightweight clown that golfs all the time. The fuck wants somebody who golfs all the time as your president? Anyway, but I hate to- I, I hate to bring this up again, this Lena Habba DB Doobie. She claimed on TV that Trump is the most ethical American she knows. Now, look, if you're gonna be his lawyer, don't just lie blatantly. Make it or at least make it. Believable? I mean, this is a guy who had unprotected sex with a porn star while he was married. Now, I'm not judging him. I don't really care. But you don't describe him as the most ethical American we've got members of, when we've got members of the military who risked their lives for this country while Trump is fundraising off of honest Americans to pay his legal bills. Maybe say instead that Trump is the only one stupid enough to pay alina uh, habubi's millions of dollars when she's barely literate and was so ineffective as an attorney that even trump had to fire her from every case that she was on i gotta stop talking about her because i'm starting to get a little bit uh getting a little bit exercised here as for the timing of the cases i found this uh, funny as well jack smith he's the special counsel in the, the dc case and also the florida Federal document case. He wants the DC federal case to start on January 2, 2024. That's like, you know, what, four or five months from now? And his defense lawyers, Trump's defense lawyers, are asking for 2026. Both of these are ridiculous asks. There's millions of documents being produced in this case. It would probably be reversible error for the trial to start in January of 2024. It's just not happening. No matter, I don't care that it's an Obama judge in the D.C. case. It's not happening. It's also not happening three years from now. John Lauro is Trump's attorney now, and he's the only competent attorney from what I can tell that he's ever had. And he's a wonderful guy. And I consider him a friend. John is, I'm shocked that he took the case, but he's a decent guy. He's an honest guy. I hope he remains that way uh, after representing Trump because it's like jumping in the pool with a bunch of pigs. But John is competent. He's smart. He's smarter than anybody else Trump has had. And John Lauro did say that in 40 years of practice, he's never had a federal case go to trial in less than two years. I beg to differ. I did the Gotti Jr. trial, which took one year and two weeks from indictment to opening statements. A case like the DC case with all those millions of documents, it's still not happening in three years, even though it certainly could. I've had cases take four years to go to trial federally obviously trump wants all the trials to go after the 2024 election i don't think that's going to happen i think that they'll at least have the new york state case before then that may be that's probably going to be the only case that he has before the election is the new york state fraud case with the the hooker whatever porn star whatever the fuck she is anyway as for the georgia rico case that prosecutor name is um What is her name? What you talking about, Fannie Willis? Fannie Willis. What you talking about, Willis? She proposed a March 2024 trial. She's obviously a partisan hack, much like Jack Smith is for the D.C. and Florida cases. She wants to try 19 defendants in a trial that could have a jury selection lasting eight months. The jury selection. And she wants it to start in March. The trial itself could last six months or maybe more. There's 19 defendants, potentially 19 lawyers cross-examining every witness. There's going to be motions to break up the case, the severance of the defendants. Motion practice itself could take a year easy in advance of the trials. And lawyers have schedules. And 19 lawyers have 19 schedules. There is a 0% chance the case is occurring in March. And frankly, it's a partisan hack move to even request that date. It's frankly unrealistic. It's unfair. That trial won't be until 2025 at the earliest. Again, the idea that Fannie is asking Fannie. (laughs) Fuck's name is Fanny. Fanny that she's asking for March of two thousand twenty-four is a joke. It's just not happening. Just as the D.C. trial isn't happening in January. Plus, Trump has a fraud trial, civil trial in October in New York, and a defamation trial in January, as well as the New York City criminal trial in March. Then he has another fraud civil trial right after. The more important question: How on earth is Trump staying in this race? Why is he staying in this race? I mean, besides for the obvious money reasons that he can grift money off of his uh, idiotic supporters to pay for all of his legal fees, why is he insisting upon running when he knows he's going to lose? A recent poll found that 64% of Americans said they either definitely or probably won't vote for Trump in a general election, with 53% saying they definitely will not vote for him. I will definitely not vote for him. I'm not gonna vote for Biden, but I'm I've never voted for Trump. I know you know knew what he was back then. I'll never vote for him. Fifty-three percent of Americans support the criminal charges against Trump, and that's before they've heard of any of the horrible things that he did in these cases. In the Georgia voter interference case, forty-one percent of independents think he did something wrong. Only 14% of independents think that he did not do anything wrong. He is not getting into any independent votes. He may crush the Santhus in the primary. There is a 0% chance that he's going to win the general election. 42% of Republicans think he either did something illegal or unethical. Republicans there is no chance, again, let me say it again if you didn't hear it the first time, there is no chance he's winning the general election. Even a gutter imbecile like Trump knows he's not winning. But as I said, he knows he can use the election to get money from his moron supporters. So he's going to run, even if it means Gavin Newsom becomes president, because I don't think Biden is going to make it. I mean, Biden, you know, his his brain is, you know, it's it's like, you know, It's a corned beef inside his head. There's nothing going on there. It's nothing. But that's how much Trump loves America, that he has no problem with running, knowing he's going to lose against somebody like Gavin Newsom. It's never about us. It's always been about him. And that's how much his moronic supporters love America as well. They love the grift. They don't love America. They know he's losing his supporters, and they're willing to continue to let Joe Biden, or as I said, whichever leftist that's going to run, stay in power, take control of the Senate and the House, appoint probably two Supreme Court justices for what? So that the his supporters can grift as well? When you have a perfectly competent and ferocious candidate in Ron DeSantis who managed to clean up Florida so quickly that it became the state that more Americans are moving to than any other. I mean, there's a reason why they're moving to Florida. It's not just because it's warm. There's plenty of states that are warm. And Trump is campaigning, you know, to his credit. Let's, here's the good news, bad news. To his credit, he is campaigning nonstop now. Very impressive. Here's the bad news. He's not campaigning against Joe Biden or even Ron DeSantis. He's campaigning against the prosecutors who have indicted him. He's campaigning against the judges who will rule over his criminal trials. He's not raising money for attack ads against Biden. He's raising money to give to his lawyers to defend him in criminal cases caused solely by his own moronic behavior. And this is why he can't be the candidate because, as we all know, he's not winning 2024, much like he lost in 2020. And Republicans lost the midterms in 2018 and 2022, all because the electorate is sick of Trump. And all those elections that he lost occurred before he was indicted criminally four times, before he had multiple civil fraud cases upon him. You don't have to be a pillow salesman, a crackhead pillow salesman, or an idiot who pretends to speak Mandarin and sells pillows to realize that Trump is not winning again or even coming close to winning. He lost by 74 electoral votes in 2020. Do you think he's reversing any of the states that he lost? Or do you think he's going to lose some more? You think Georgia is going to vote for him? He absolutely abused the very popular governor there, Brian Kemp. He attacked a very popular Secretary of State, the one that he told him directed him to find 11,000 votes so Trump could win the state. He tried to pass off a brain-damaged imbecile like Herschel Walker to be in the Senate from Georgia. Now, here's an important point. In the old days, days that MAGA supporters you know, claim that they miss, the old days when white men were in charge exclusively— Well, that's when Richard Nixon resigned the presidency instead of being impeached. He resigned because he thought it was beneath the office of the United States, the President of the United States, to be impeached. He didn't want the humiliation of a trial in the Senate, and he didn't want to harm the country anymore. This is Nixon. He knew that his career as an elected official was over. He knew it. Nixon was a highly intelligent, highly educated president. He went to Duke Law. He was a foreign policy genius. In many ways, if not for Ronald Reagan, Nixon would be the ultimate MAGA hero other than Trump. Trump, on the other hand, is facing four indictments, multiple civil fraud trials. He's not even running for president anymore in the sense that he even discusses issues that are important to America to Americans. He's expressed no vision for a second term. He's simply fighting prosecutors and judges. Does this sound like something Nixon would do? Refuse to stand down for the sake of America? Of course not. No human being would do this, could be this selfish, but Trump. His selfishness knows no bounds. His greed is the depravity. He is imploring Americans to save him when he's shown no effort to respect the very office of the president of the United States. No effort to advance any kind of domestic or foreign policy agendas. No effort to explain how we can make America truly great again. It's just about helping him, as if any of us owe him anything. And and the MAGA morons who support him, they pay his legal bills. These are mostly hardworking Americans. These are patriotic, self-made people, yet they worship a guy who golfs five days a week, who did all that he could to evade serving in the armed forces, and was born a multimillionaire. There's almost nothing about Trump that should be attractive to MAGA voters other than that both they and Trump are, are you know, frankly, no, no disrespect, but they're fucking morons. And in many cases, the leaders of the MAGA movement, the pillow salesmen, the social media pundits, Carrie Lake, Laura Loomer – Laura Loomer is a Jew – who hates Muslims, doesn't just hate terrorists, she hates all Muslims, and one of her best friends is a Nazi who thinks that the Holocaust didn't occur and that all Jews should be incinerated. I mean, this is somebody who is a leader of the MAGA movement who actually has been befriended by Trump. It's not enough to have a Nazi in the White House. Trump is friends with a woman who is very friendly with a Nazi. They're all opportunistic The leader of the MAGA movement, just like Trump. You say you want more. I'm going to give you more. I'm tired, but I'm going to give you more. MAGA voters claim they want a strong leader. They want strength. Masculine. Trump is masculine. They want a patriot. Trump is so strong and so patriotic that he's refused to attend the first debate, which is in a few days this week. It's un-American to do such a thing, and it's never been done. He's a coward because he knows the entire debate will be about his multiple criminal trials coming up, and he's got no good answers for any of this. He's terrified to be questioned about it. He can't keep saying that, that the woke prosecutors are doing this to him when it's obvious that all of his conduct that, he, that he's done, that he's been indicted for, is because of his own stupidity. So he hides in one of his golf clubs instead of going to a debate. The rest of the candidates are going to debate, man. That's what America is about. Remember when MAGA and, and Trump made fun of Joe Biden for hiding in his basement during the last election? Remember when Carrie Lake, she's the failed Arizona gubernatorial candidate. She blasted her opponent in that race for refusing to debate. She said that she was a coward. Now she's saying it's okay for Trump not to debate. Now MAGA is saying it's okay for Trump not to debate. It's really not. It's pathetic. It's cowardly. It's un-American. Shame on you, man. And shame on any of you that support this. yes. Joe Biden hid in his basement, but at least he left his basement to attend the debates. Trump is afraid. He's a gutless yellow coward. I mean, he's a gutless orange coward, but he's still managing to send out his grifting minions to to the spin room following the debate. They're going to be at the spin room and they're going to try to clean up his mess. How pathetic that they'd even allow them in the room. If Trump doesn't go to the debate, he should be kept out of every part of it. All of his uh, moronic supporters. I mean, he's just going to duck the debate and and have these paid grifters show up for the press and blast all the other candidates who had the courage to show up. As I said, it's un-American. It's cowardly. And is this what we are as Americans, hiding out, afraid to fight, refusing to stand down and sacrifice and do what's best for our country? Our great nation was founded by impressive warriors who knew that going against the British empire 250 years ago, and and fighting for independence meant that they and their families could be hunted down and killed. But they did it anyway. Now, 250 years later, we got this sack of cowardly orange shit sending out women with fake cans to fight for him because he's too afraid to get off his gold toilet bowl and fight himself. That's why I find it hilarious when the MAGA morons talk about how they're great patriots. I'm a great patriot. You're a great patriot. We're all great patriots. The great patriots that built this country would spit in their faces for supporting Trump. And we've got you know this Italian guy, DeSantis, who was born with nothing. He's entirely self-made. He got into multiple Ivy League schools without paying anybody off, unlike Trump. He volunteered for the armed forces. Instead of trying to lie to get out of it. He's shown he's a great leader and can get things done. And the MAGA grifters lied about him, attacked him solely because they felt the Santas was a threat to their ability to grift off of Trump. It's a disgrace because we'll be stuck with Joe Biden again if somehow he doesn't die. And if he does die or if he steps down, we're going to be stuck with President Gavin Newsom and our Great country will turn into California where the homeless and the migrants are shitting all over the streets are committing crimes and not being punished. They're raping children. And they're pushing all the hardworking, decent people out of the area. And this isn't every big city. It's all of them. The migrants are just overrunning everything. And it it just it just keeps getting worse. Not only will Trump refuse to stand down for the betterment of the country, not only will he refuse to show up for a debate. He's now stating that all the other candidates should drop out. He said they should drop out, like he's the perfect candidate. And he said they should give him all the money that they raised for their own campaigns. That should go to Trump. It's incredibly shocking that people, you know, aren't like chasing Trump with pitchforks and torches, I mean, the people that are willing to debate are not under indictment who could actually possibly beat Biden. They should drop out and give all their campaign donations to Trump so he can give it to his band of idiot lawyers. Instead of standing down, Trump is ensuring that we'll get four more years of Biden or or Gavin Newsom. We're going to get increased crime in every city, millions more of illegals destroying America, another hundred billion given to the Ukraine, American tax money, Biden lying about everything and lining his pockets with our money, appointing multiple leftist Supreme Court Justices, probably one, a trans one or one with a penis stapled to his forehead. He's going to ensure Trump is going to ensure that America can never come back from the weak, woke, second-rate country we're about to be if we're not already. And if you're saying that's not true, that's not America, well, guess what? England was once the leader of the world. France once was. Are they now? They're not. You think America is always going to be the strongest? Guess what? You have any more of this liberal shit? We're just about done if we're not done already. And I know that I'm saying this, and I'm going to be labeled a rhino, a Republican in name only, a communist, a liberal. But you know what? Unlike Trump, I don't love China. I don't say that China's great. I don't say that China's leader is wonderful, lovely, perfect man. China unleashed COVID on us, killed over a million Americans. They send their spy balloons over our country. They send their spies into America. They try to capture and kill, kidnap dissidents in America. China's nobody to love. That's not not our friend. It's our fucking enemy, man. Unlike Trump, I don't love the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. We were told it would end COVID. It didn't at all, and it killed many young people. I don't love it. Trump does. Trump does. Trump isn't a rhino. He loves abortion. He loves amnesty for illegals. He's not a rhino, but I am. Unlike Trump, I didn't sign the CARES Act written by the Dems to, uh, to push mail in votes. The reason that Trump and any other Republican candidate for president will keep losing. Trump. Trump is responsible for $200 billion in fraud and the PPP programs and related government handouts. Trump is the one that loves Fauci. He allowed America to be locked down, allowed small businesses to disappear. Trump is the one who allowed American cities to be burned to the ground by Antifa during the George Floyd riots in 2020. He did that, not me. I'm not the rhino. He is. All he tells us is that he's going to drain the swamp. That's all we keep. I'm going to drain the swamp. That he drained so much of it in his first term, and now he's going to finish draining the swamp. What Trump doesn't tell you is the obvious, is that he is the swamp. He had years to fire the head of the FBI. Chris Wray was working against the American people. He didn't. He could have fired Fauci. He didn't not only didn't fire him, but instead he gave him a presidential commendation. As I said, he let Antifa burn American cities. He let leftist prosecutors in place who refused to enforce the law. He let Hillary Clinton off the hook because he felt it would send a signal to the Democrats to not investigate him. It's not like he's a nice guy and that's why he backed off of Hillary. He doesn't do anything for purposes of being a nice guy or for the greater good of the country. He just was terrified that they'd come after him. So he was offering up a peace pipe. I won't go after Hillary. Don't go after me. Guess what? The Democrats don't care. They came after him. And in case you think he's even good to his own loyal supporters, it was revealed that he's never he never paid any of the lawyers who tried to overturn the Georgia vote for him. He stiffed them all. And for their trouble, they've all been indicted and in face a five-year mandatory minimum jail sentence in Georgia if they're convicted of that RICO charge. He's refusing to pay the legal bills for Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis, his lawyer. She was the traffic court prosecutor. And of course, because she's a pretty face, Trump elevated her to his main lawyer. I and mean, this is how stupid the guy is. I wouldn't let her represent my dog. He refuses to pay her their legal bills. I mean, Maybe Juliana and Jenna Elfman or Jenna Ellis, maybe they're disgusting people, but they sacrifice their lives for Trump. And as typical of Trump, he shows no loyalty back. If he had a shred of decency, he'd address the country tonight, Monday night in prime time, and he'd say the following, as you all know, I have been indicted in four separate criminal cases by four far left prosecutors. While the country is overrun by illegals with the highest mortgage rates in 20 years, runaway inflation, highest crime rates, crime rates ever, Joe Biden's Department of Justice has been weaponized and has been directed to remove his only serious opponent for the next election, a former president who is supported by half the country. They are not just trying to put me in jail. They are ensuring that we will, that they will win the next election by removing any obstacle in their way. This is a disgraceful banana republic behavior. In America, we have elections. We don't eliminate the voice of half of our country. And I have no choice but to fight these criminal cases, or else Joe Biden's far-left machine will ensure that I will die in prison. This will take the time and energy of many men. But I have no choice but to fight these cases. For this reason and this reason only, and because I do not want to be a distraction to our great nation, I do not want Joe Biden and the far-left Democratic Party to make this election cycle about these criminal cases, but instead I want the country to focus on the horrible direction that the Democrats are taking us in. For this reason, I will be removing my name as candidate for the presidency of the United States." I wish for the Republican Party to have a robust primary season with debates on how to fix our once great nation. And whoever wins the nomination, I ask all of my supporters to rally around him and vote to take our country back. This is what is best for America, even though it comes as a a great personal loss to me. Our great nation deserves a president who can focus all of his energy and resources on this most important job. While I am no longer a candidate for the presidency, I am not disappearing. I will do all that I can to ensure that our party wins the White House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives. Thank you for your support, as always. God bless you, and God bless America. The country would go nuts. Even as a Trump hater, me, I'd applaud the man. He'd salvage his legacy, and for once, he'd show a willingness to do something for someone besides himself, and he would deserve all of our respect. It's never happening. He would never do such a thing. But he should, and any great American in our history would. Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Thank you for all your emails. I'll get to them. I promise I'll get to each one of them and write you back.